0: Are you ready for the next session? We are going to hear from our pastor all the way from every nation. Okahanya, Pastor Tian Fenton. Yeah, yeah. so he's going to be sharing with us on, um, what's the topic again? <laughs> the power of relationship and church planting. Yes, so take it away. <laughs> How to make the MC uncomfortable. What's your topic? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I just looked through some photos of 2016. I sent one to Dave. That was before we got a call from the Lord to come to Namibia. It was at the World Conference in Cape Town. My wife sitting there in front of Dave and Lloyd. Where are you now? Now you run away. We'll show you the photo. So we just love this family. Um, thank you, uh, Pastor Chris, for also inviting us again. Greetings, obviously, from our Namibian uh, Okahanya family. And uh, my wife is not here because we got our two oldest children's uh, tonsils, mangels, removed. So we had an interesting week to say not the, the least, but she sends greetings as well. And we brought with, so my wife's name is Marlo, but we brought with Marshall. So we just thought we'll replace Marlo with more, more M's. We'll get more M's and then we'll get Melanie also, another M, and myself. So we just thought that's what we'll do. We'll make up for my wife, not be uh, um, So, guys, I'm going to speak on the power and the importance of relationships in church planting. And and I'm a a believer in in this. I'm also a benefactor of relationships like this. Was it not for relationships on on several levels, I would not have been here. Not in a sense, hey, look at what what I have achieved because there's not much there. Right? But because this is, I'm in God's will now, I needed people around me to pull me in and to call me out what God put in me. So I'm a benefactor of this. And, and so for the past seven years, we've been part of full-time ministry, my wife and I. Um, in, in, before that, I was a professional tennis coach, and my wife was a, a medical sales rep on the road in, in, in Gauteng in South Africa. And then, then, I got saved in 2008, led to the Lord by the same person that led full to the Lord. And then a couple of years, that was in 2008, um, France list three two three eight in Pretoria. Do you still remember where you got saved? When the Lord, do you, do you, uh, what a what a moment! What a moment! Life-changing moment. And then there was 2008 and 2013, we got asked to join a church plant in Fixburg, that's the Eastern Free State, that's where Phil was. Um, and then fast forward a couple of years on, 2017, we moved to Namibia. So that's in short the story. And let me just tell you it's the grace of God, number one, that keeps you in his will. Um, and number two, for me, it was like Phil said, it was relationships people that spoke into my life, um, that helped me to stay in the will of God over the past several years. Um, so I must first confess, um, when Pastor Chris, uh, you know most how leaders ask other people to, you know what I'm going to say, like, hey, will you speak? Yeah, hey, um, let me know, but here's the topic. Here's your time allocation. location. Um, let me know. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for saying, have you ever experienced, you know, you know what I'm saying, when Pastor Chris like asked, said um, that to me, I felt like surely there must be someone more equipped, better to speak on this topic. Have you ever felt like that? When your, your pastor or your leader says, hey, uh, won't you lead next week's connect group? What about all my sin and whatnot? Have you ever felt that? And I realized self-doubt is very evident still in my life. But I've always, over the past seven years, because of relationships, I realized that I must not act on my self-doubt. I've learned to trust my leaders. What does Romans 13 say about authority? Where does it come from? From God. All authority is given by God. And any good leader will know. He will have to give account. You know what Romans 14, uh, 12 says? That we all will have to give an account. You know what account means? The Greek word logos. Some of you might know what logos is. It's a spoken word. We will have to... <laughs> Say something that's giving account on how we are leading our people. That's why I learned to trust my leaders. Because sometimes if I act on my self-doubt, I will not be in God's will. I will just be not here today. Um, So I feel like Paul. I think, no, I don't think I feel like Paul. I can relate to Paul saying, I stand here before you in fear and much trembling. What's Paul saying? I'm very aware of my shortcomings. Sometimes I get scared, but it never stopped Paul. And it should not stop us. So um, I want to encourage you, maybe ask this question. Do you believe in the power and the importance of relationships when it comes to church planting? When it comes to church, when it comes to kingdom, do you believe it? Anyone... With a no answer. Okay, so the follow-up question is Does your life show that you believe this? Who in your life is currently speaking into your life? Who have you given the authority to say, hey man, speak into my life? Here's what I want to say to you this morning. This church planting thing is not a I thing. We must get rid of this individualistic mentality that we have. I am a church planter. Not if you're alone. You're going to need people around you. The church is a body. I'm not the church. We are. I'm not salt. We are. So I want to encourage you with a few short stories out of our lives to seek these kind of relationships. Niels spoke about, by the way, Niels, I'm so happy you found something to do with your hands, man. Holding this bad boy. Holding this bad boy. Don't take up acting ever. But this, man, you preach the gospel. I'm really happy. that you, And I never thought you, Niels and Ken are such legends, guys. No inconvenience is too inconvenient for them. We rocked up there in their house with three little kids. They, I mean, their house is neat, and I'm like, Ooh. but they like just pull in. I just only gave Neil's back something now that my kids stole from him—a <laughs> little teddy bear. So that's the second confession, but I did bring it back. So Neil spoke about seeking relationship with the lost. I'm going to speak more about seeking relationship with saints and also the spirit to very valuable relationships without which I would not be in the will of God today. So I believe that the power and the importance of relationships really helped me on two fronts, on t- in two areas. You can show the next slide. And that is timing and timidity where I really um, benefited from solid, biblical, godly, let me rather say godly, relationships in my life. 2008, I got saved. France, 3, 238, Pretoria. The first thing I wanted to do was to come to Namibia. I remember saying to Alexander, the person that led me to the Lord, say, "I want to go to Namibia." I remember what he said. I think it's um, a "Parrots" was the place. And here's what Alexander said. He's not very good in Afrikaans, so there's the word, "te veel water onder die brug." It's too late. So he turned it around. He said, "Much water must first pass under the bridge." So <laughs> I'm like. Okay, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I can't even remember what I thought about his answer, but the first thing I wanted to do, this was my, I had no idea what to do in Namibia. I just wanted to go to Namibia. I had this slight vision, very vague, but there was a pool. And I thought about Paul, a soul of Tarsus, It also had a vision. Remember his vision, working for God, persecuting the church, (laughs) and then he had to lose his vision to find vision. So I think that's what the Lord did. Not that I think that I'm like where Paul is at, but but sometimes we have this idea that I want to work for the Lord. And you have no idea actually who the Lord is. (laughs) I had to be a Here's what Alexander said. My friend, my brother, you need to, sh- to learn how to stand before you learn how to walk, before we send you to war. That was the father heart portrayed to me looking back at that moment. And that's why I learned to trust my leaders 100% guarantee. If I was a lone ranger and said, no, man, I feel the pull of the Lord I'll go. I would have messed it up. I would have not been even in ministry today. 100% guaranteed. So I had that friend of mine. And then I remember 2012, 2013, still in Pretoria, still doing what we used to do, coaching tennis, selling rapid tests my wife. We felt, again, change is coming. Have you ever felt like the Lord is going to do something, something big is going to change in my life? Have you felt that, right? And then we started seeking change. You know that's a bad idea. (laughs) So we tried everything. One of the plans, and I think I've told you before, one of the ideas was to come to Namibia again as a farmer. I never get why people laugh at that. I think I could actually farm. I already have the shoes. The rest I need. And I actually got a couple of hundred US dollars from a friend that said, I think the Lord said, and this is for you, buy a plane ticket. Confirmation, man. So this time, it was not my relationship with Alexander, with a saint that helped me with timing. This time, it was the spirit. So I remember vividly two dreams that I had. One was when Marlo and I, I think she was driving just for the sake of my managheit. Uh, I think she was driving and we had an accident on a kalahari. Do you know what a kalahari uh, Jeep track looks like Twiaspora. Uh, you know what it, it, That was the dream. We had an accident in Namibia on the farm. It wasn't, we weren't dead, but it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't right. It wasn't an accident. Soon after that, I started dreaming about an adventure race. We were going over those parallel dunes in the south on an adventure race, and we got lost. And I remember looking down at a compa- uh, compass, 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 change the compass. Um, <laughs> so I looked down and I realized that we were lost. I looked down and it, that pointed thingy pointed northwest from where we were in Pretoria and Namibia was northwest from us. And I said, don't go northwest. Turn back, go back on the main road, tar road. Go back to the start. That was the dream. And I think sometimes we expect God to speak to us like that, but we don't even listen to our saints, to our brothers. I see how God, see, okay, let's see if this guy will, does he have trust? Can he trust earthly authority? Will he follow that? Yes, okay, he's, he will do it. I will, now I can also guide him through the spirit. He will listen to me. So we went back and in my dream, this is really what happened. We came through a back door of a restaurant and we got directions there. Grove, not this Grove. There, there was another Grove in Pretoria before this Grove. Grove Mall restaurant. Not long after that, I'm, I'm awake now. The dream is over. Alexander phoned my wife and I, said, look, we want to speak to your wife and, and yourself. Meet us there in that restaurant. So we went there, and here's what they asked. We're going to Vicksburg to plant a church. Will you pray to join us? Exactly what I dreamed happened. I only realized looking back that the spirit was helping me with timing. Again, here I wanted to go to Namibia. I had this. There was something in me. Pulling me towards this, but the timing was off. And the Spirit stopped me. He showed me this would be an accident. You won't die, but it's not now. It's not a good idea. So relationships with saints and a relationship with the Spirit really helps you with timing of a church plant. I remember speaking to Niels one day, he said, we feel like it's time for this church plant. I'm like, wow, they've been praying about this. They're in step with the Spirit about this. The timing is now, and here we are today. So thinking biblically, I shared my example now. Think about a guy like Joseph in Genesis 37. He also had a vision, a dream, right? What's the first thing he did? (laughs) Brother, come here, let me tell you something. Maybe a little bit prideful, but he shared his dream not in the right time. And what did it do to his brother's hearts? The scripture says they hated him. Thinking about a guy like David, 2 Samuel 7. I have the scripture on there. If you can put that scripture on. 2 Samuel 7. I think it's 2. Is it 2? It's 2. We find that David wants to build a temple. Let's read that. King David was living in his palace and the Lord had given him peace from all his enemies around him. Then David said to Nathan, the prophet, look, I am living in a a palace made of cedar wood, but the ark of God is in the tent. Nathan said to the king, go and do what you really want to do, because the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke his word to Nathan, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says, will you build a house for me to live in? From the time I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until now, I have not lived in a house. I've been moving around all this time with a tent as my home. Go to the next slide. As I have moved with the Israelites, I have never said to the tribes, whom I have commanded to take care of my people, Israel, why haven't you built me a house of cedar? You must tell my servant David, this is what the Lord all-powerful says. I I took you from the pasture and from, the ten, from tending the sheep and made you a leader of my people of Israel. So here's David. He's got something in here. He wants to plant a church, a rather big one, right? And the Lord says, whoa. You, your timing is out. you one generation too early. Slight time difference there. In fact, I've got something else on your on your life. Lead the people. That's what he said to David. that was your ministry. and out of that will come Solomon. I remember if David think for a moment, if David said Nathan, you don't know nothing, I spoke to I know the Lord. I'll build this temple. I doubt he would have had time to write the psalms, many of the psalms that were sung in the temple. You don't know, I think Paul, uh, Pastor Chris said it last night, we are all church planters. Our roles will differ. David wrote some psalms. I was thinking about this, and the value of that Nathan, the prophet, and also a friend, mentor, that David had. And we all need that. Otherwise, we will go astray. We will miss timing. We will miss the spirit this, that, that sense that, hey, not now, not here, not like this. And then one more example I want to look at is in Acts 16, verse 6 to 9, where Paul, Silas, Timothy was forbidden not to go into Asia. Remember that? Maybe put on the next slide that little map. Is that on there? I'm sure it is. I hope you can see. So I'm gonna read the scripture so that you can see what the spirit says. You look at the picture. And they went through the region of frigid, I can't even say that, frigid G. Fr, how do you say it in English? You don't know, frigia. Fr, 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 that is the phonetic spelling it says here. And Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Do you see where they wanted to go? And when they had come up to Messia, they attempted to go to Bethany, but the spirit of Jesus. I love that. The spirit of Jesus, ESV, did not allow them. So passing by Messiah, they went down to throw us. Can you see? And a vision appeared to Paul. So they had this vision, they going, going, going. No, a vision appeared to Paul at night. The man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Paul Wanted to go to Ephesus. You see where Ephesus is. The spirit said no. Your timing is out. I have another plan for you. It's first to establish those churches. In Macedonia. Philippi. The first church Paul planted in Europe. The church in Philippi. Can you see that? Remember then he wrote to them from prison, encouraging them, growing love. Man, you guys are like the first church here in Europe, growing love, growing your relationships. That was the root of that church plant, relationships. I'm a firm believer that relationships with saints And this spirit will keep you in the timing of the Lord when it comes to church planting. Number two, the second thing that I was really a benefactor of was the fact that someone helped me with my timidity. Do you know what timidity is? Go to the next one. I'll show you. It is defined as a lack of courage or confidence. Hey, Tian, won't you speak at the cluster? Oh, but, Pastor Chris, what about so-and-so? I'm not really this and that. Timidity, lack of courage. When Pastor Chris asked me that, it took me back to 2013, March, when Pastor Alexander asked me, join a church plant. That same feeling, eight years later. Let me ask you this. What if your self-doubt and timidity does not go away? Will you just be passive and always say no? Or will you like Paul go and say, I'm standing here in much fear and trembling, but by the grace of God, I am what I am the life i live now is not it's not this mortal body it's it's the spirit it's jesus in me so i really want to challenge you to think about this sometimes our fears sort of determines our actions in a negative way right it makes us passive and i encourage you it doesn't have to be that way We can walk through this. We can go through this. And many times when your leader another saint, a brother, whoever asks you, hey, will you lead a connect group? Will you speak here? Won't you do this? Come on, uh, join us on this mission. The first thing we feel like is self-doubt, fear, insecurities. And I think in part that's okay because it is a big task ahead of us. We must understand kingdom advancement is huge. But the message from heaven to those who are being sent has always been the same. Joshua 1 verse 9, you can put it on there. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Will you say that to someone that's not discouraged and not not scared? No, man. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Thinking about Matthew 28, Mary Magdalene. That's the same message basically given to her. The angel appears. Verse 5. First thing, don't be scared. Next thing, go. Go and tell. Jesus says the exact same thing to her. Don't be scared. Go and tell. The message from heaven to those who are called to advance the kingdom has always been the same. Don't be scared. Go. And then we read in Matthew 28 where Mary runs. They run to the the disciples with fear and joy. Does your fear stop you? They are running with fear and joy. Sometimes we're just focusing on the fear, and we we get passive. Hey, it's okay to be scared. All were scared. Run, go. That's the message. So I'm thinking about, and that was almost my story. In March, I was asked to join a church plant. In September, I said yes. <laughs> Who knows that's too long? <laughs> it's not nice to laugh though, but I'm, I'm still working through that. So it's a little bit early. Don't laugh yet. Um, and then years later, three and a half years after in Vicksburg, we, it came to an end. It was time to move again. We went to Pretoria to sit with Man, Marna and Hansi Reineker. Some of you will know them. And they said, hey, what about Namibia? And we have totally forgotten. In fact, 2016 World Conference, we met up with Ikas and Bianca from Okhania. They said, come to Namibia. We'd like, <laughs> Namibia. No, no, no. We forgot about it. They asked us, Hansi and Marga, won't you consider going to Okhania? A week later, we said, yes. The minute they said, will you go, will you consider, we said yes in our hearts already, but we said we'll pray for a week. And that was almost my story. Saying no, not me. I'm not that crazy person that gives up everything. They have some sort of super faith. I don't know what they have, but I don't have that. We pray for those people. We send them goodbye. <laughs> I don't even want to see you. you. You make me feel bad about Just go. <laughs> even it is it's $100, go. I thought like that. Uh, man, they are so amazing. They, like. I never thought the Lord could use me. And don't let that be your story. Looking back on your lives and say like, Fear stopped me. Many people have quoted this quote like, the graveyard is the richest place on earth. Have you heard it? There lies the dreams, the visions, the songs, the whatever. And I want to say the church plants as well. All because self-doubt, insecurities stop someone. Why do you need saints in your life? Because like myself, you are sometimes very insecure. You cannot, like myself, even see what God has placed in you. But some people around you can see it. And they will call it out. When Moses was called, hey, I can't speak. It's always this I can't speak thing in the Bible. And that's basically everywhere. I don't want to stand here and speak. And that's the one thing, looking back, that I was most, like, verbased. What's verbased in English? Surprised. Like, when someone said, oh, you can communicate well. I'm like, "Woo, you are death, my friend. Right? But someone saw it and called it out. Was the first sermon good? No. But the second one was even worse. Because now I had to deal with, I know I was bad last week, all my insecurities. Hey, listen, if we build, Pastor Steve Murrell said this, through small group discipleship, we're going to afford a bad Sunday. We're not building a traditional church. You as leaders must understand it and teach it to those that's been given to you. Really, because some people are like, oh, it's him preaching today. Oh, and I've brought my friend. Oh, she's singing again today. Oh, explain to them what's happening. When Neil spoke about the individual, individualistic way of evangelizing. What a great answer, by the way. I was just thinking. What if you die? Well, that stops with you. We must always look over our shoulders. Who's next? Who's behind me? Who will take over? Who will run? Timothy, Timothy, right? Had Paul. Go to the next. And this is what he told him. Just remain in Ephesus. So that remain. Hey, I know you want to run, remain. This charge, I entrust you, Timothy, my child. There's this relationship in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you. Hey, you might have forgotten this, but this has been spoken over your life. He reminds you, because the timidity in us will also remind us. But then the saint again reminds us. Fight the good fight of faith. I think that was like the last thing Timothy, Timothy would want to hear, fight. I mean, a timid guy, that's the lot. don't even say the fight word around It's like, come on, Timothy, you can do this, Timmy boy. Okay, go to the next slide. For this reason, I remind you, fanning to flame the gift of God, which is someone else saying that to a saint. It's in you. Fan it into flame. Timothy 4:5, as for you, always be sober-minded. endure suffering. I know it's tough. I know the timidity wants to take over and you want to run. endure. fulfill your ministry. Many of us sitting here has very specific ministries. And you will fulfill it with the Spirit as your great guide and with saints that will also help you to overcome all your insecurities, call it out, but also the gift that what God has placed inside of you. You know what Timothy means? The word the name? Who knows? I also read it last night. I didn't know it, but depends on what translation you read. It says Timotheus or Timothy. So Timothy means the following. One who honors God. Have you ever thought about Timothy like that? One that honors God. Timotheus, one dear to God. I never thought of Timothy like that. Repentance time. Hey, but have you ever thought about you like that? One dear to God. One who honors God. That's why we exist. I want to encourage you to seek relationships in this context. Yeah, 100 people odd. Seek it yeah. We need it. I need it. But also be very sensitive to the Spirit. The guidance of the Spirit. Do you realize that Nathan missed it when he said to David, Go, my God. Build it. The Lord is with you. You know, saints can also miss it. Hey, don't go now full, but the Lord wants you to go. What is the Lord doing? He's teaching you humility. God is always using everything for good. I want to end with this. We're preaching on this at our church. The art of loving well. Can't wait to have Pastor Hilma there soon. Um, Pastor Wolfie from London wrote that book. If you have not read that book, I, I think it's great. It's practical. It's a thin book, and it makes it great. But it takes forever to get to apply. Right? So I, I want to read you this scripture, and ending with this, John 13:34. Pastor Chris spoke about it last night. A new commandment I give you, love one another. So context, it's the disciples he's speaking to. Judas has left. The whole dipping thing, done. He's out. Eleven remains. And then he says this, I know commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Just just get this. You must help me here, Pastor Chris. Okay? So just think about what Jesus is saying. Jesus' love. Jesus' love is how we must love. And when I hear like, like Jesus, I go like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I need... Something else, someone else, this spirit, this, I can't love like Jesus. I need him to help me to love like him. So This is what he says, says to them. But this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. There's an if and a will in that sentence. A if is like maybe it will happen. It's not a given, right? If you love one another. Us, this church, this movement, if we love one another, there's a promise. There's a certainty. Everyone will know that we are his disciples. I just thought about that and said, that is our biggest opportunity to make known Jesus. Is that when we love each other. Like we speak about church planting. Like, like outward focused. But without love. We are nothing. A clink and the symbol. I don't know what that is in English. But it's this thing. Two of them. And you go. Ka-ba, ka-ba, let's go church plant. Ka-ba, ka-ba. Nothing. Without love. The world will look at us and say. "Hey, They do fight as well. But they forgive differently. They work through it. So I want to employ. I want to encourage you to seek relationships in this context, not with everyone that looks like you. Is like we we want diversity because it's a eternal principle. Revelations we we. Um, um, Uncle Nelson read it. So seek those relationships and don't run from them. Be sensitive to the spirit and love one another. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need you. Without you, we are nothing. Lord Jesus, Strengthen our relationships through the Spirit. May we be gentle. May we be humble. And may our uh, love abound. May we just grow in the way we love each other. Forgive us for our prideful attitude many times. And may we be open to the authority that you have appointed, and also to the authority of the Spirit and the Word. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you will bless our unity as in every nation, Namibian movement. Amen. Amen.